York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from Nick of Time Show here to give you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time. And once again, the Knicks win, man. The Knicks beat the Detroit Pistons 104 to 102. Not as exciting as the Miami game because the kids didn't go off. We had Julius Randle coming back after a three-game absence. And you had Alec Burks making the stop. But nonetheless, the Knicks win. R.J. Barrett gives you 21 points, 9 rebounds and assists. Randall comes back with 20 points, 5 assists and 7 rebounds. Boyan gives you an anemic 11 points. Alec Burke's pre-strong game for Alec Burke gives you 18 points. Seems like he likes to go Detroit. Quickly came in and gave you some high-flying assists and some rebounds. Toppin gives you 10 points. Mitch gives you 9 rebounds and a lot of blocks, 4 blocks to be exact. The Knicks have the rebound edge. 63 to 42 and get to the free throw line with regularity and put the game away against the Detroit Pistons winning three in a row com completing the gentleman's sweep of Detroit Pistons and we're here to talk about it all the good the bad and the ugly all right uh before I get to the details of the game first let me introduce my guy from the YouTube channel across the street I call him the raw metaphor. It is the raw Hebrew remnant. What's going on, raw? Salute, Jay Ellis. All right, all right. And of course, you already know who it is. It is the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G is in the building. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm, I'm going to start off. Sir G is chilling. Sir G <laughs> is chilling. You know, if y'all don't know where that's from. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get this thing started. As you know, I like to start off with the the angriest panel member. <laughs> <laughs> and today's winner for angriest panel member is <laughs> <laughs> the raw metaphor, raw Hebrew remnant was the angriest as I was setting up the Zoom call today. So raw, I'm gonna let you start it off. <laughs> what did you think? Of today's win, did it satisfy your palate of wins this season? This is like food that you ate, you got full, but it didn't taste good. You know, I mean, the thing is, look, at this point of the season, okay, let's look at this two ways. Let's say, okay, Thibodeau's competitive, he wants to win. Okay, the, the group that's been winning him games was the group that came back from 17 down against Miami. And took control of the game against Charlotte. That's the group that's been winning him games. Let's at the same time we, we kind of know from the first seventy games, let's say seventy-two games, that the crew he's been trotting out most of the season mm -hmm. is thirty and forty. So at this stage, I want to see Obi get Randall's minutes. I don't want to see Randall out there thirty minutes. Not even thirty minutes. I want him to get. I want more Deuce. I want more Grimes. Okay, Grimes wasn't there. Played Burks. But what is the point of winning a – look, man, this, is, this, was not, this was not the Utah Jazz we beat. This was not, you know, the Chicago Bulls. This was not the Milwaukee Bucks. This was the freaking Detroit 
Pistons. <laughs> and we barely beat them because this fool decides to keep running that same crew at every chance he gets. I'm fed up with it. So, yeah. I, let, let, yes, listen, man. It's, it's funny. The first quarter starts, and the offense is terrible. The offense is really terrible. I mean – no, Truth be told, my uh, Robinson and I feel like Robinson embarrassed offensive rebounding kept us in the game in that first quarter, and they kept us, you know, from getting blown out with that horrible offense. And you know what? I, and I, we, when the kids came in, the Knicks had like a four-point lead, and when Emmanuel quickly and Sims came in the game, it was like they injected like some some type of turbo juice in the arm, and the Knicks all of a sudden just. Boom! Shout out the cannon. All of a sudden, they're up twelve. All of a sudden, second quarter they're up twenty-one, and the, and the kids kind of just did it again. It's like it's crazy because we were worried about the the second unit, and 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 mob deep since Derrick Rose has been down, and mob beat has resurrected like it's Easter. Right. Came early for the Knicks, and they've been right. killing it. <laughs> they've been That's killing right. it with with, right. with Deuce and, and with Deuce and Sims and Emmanuel quickly. So I get. Walls trepidation with this game. Uh, I like that analogy of you know. It's, it's, uh, I like the food analogy. I like. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? We got the food because we got. I mean, we got the women got the food, but was it healthy food? Was it Whole Foods? It was more like McDonald's. Right. Was it satisfying? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It was kind of like old chicken nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, old day old chicken nuggets. You know the day old chicken nuggets. The day old chicken nuggets. I mean, I guess we got the win, but does it feel good? Does, does it feel energized? No. So we got that old chicken nugget win today. <laughs> right. Ryan, right, right. Ryan, let us know what you thought of the game, man. Well, I'll say this. The fact that the Knicks won with Burks and Randall out there, that probably the only thing was that, you know, Fournier wasn't out there to join them in those last minutes in the fourth quarter. But, you know, just the fact that the Knicks won with Burks and Randall out there, you're going to see more of Burks and Randall to play the rest of the season. Because in Thib's mind, it's clear that even though we look at the Knicks record and, as, and we as fans see that, the Knicks are out of it. There, there is no mathematical equation you have to do, whatever the case may be. The Knicks really don't have a chance. So we as fans look at it and we see, okay, the Knicks are out of it. Let's play the young guys for the rest of the season. Let's see what they got. And hopefully whatever momentum they pick up at the, towards the end of this season, they could bring it into next season. But we have to. But we have to recognize Sibs is a different type of man. Sibs <laughs> is a different type of robot. Sibs does not think like us. What Sibs see is that hmm, the Knicks are how many games out of that playing spot? Well, like three or four games out right now. So Sibs is like hmm, three or four games out of that four, out of that playoff spot, that playing spot. There's seven games remaining. That means we're not mathematically out. Mm-hmm. See what I'm going to do? I'm not going to give the young guys all the minutes. I'm going to continue to play Randall 35 minutes a game. I'm going to continue to play Burks 35 minutes a game. And we're going to keep going the way we've been going all season until the math, the math, math, 
and the Knicks are mathematically out of the playoffs. So we as fans have to accept as long as Thibs is here, this is what we're going to see. So maybe the young guys will play out when it's like two games left in the season and the Knicks are mathematically oh, out. ball out the last two games? They get exactly, 40 minutes. The, exactly. <laughs> young guys are going to ball out the last, five, the last couple of games Ooh. of the season because it's clear that the Thibs is not going to give the young guys the majority of the minutes as long as the Knicks are still mathematically in it. I, I keep hearing we gonna make it in my head from Jay the Kids, but <laughs> I said I played it in my head. We gonna make it. We gonna. I keep hearing that play in my head when you. That's what Tips is playing every day in in practice. Yeah, <laughs> going over his takes three or four or five times a day. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Unlike us Knicks fans, because you know we don't we don't go over tapes at all. We just, oh, yeah. Gosh, man. <laughs> no, that's the thing though. But he's been winning with the kid. Yeah, it's not like he's losing with the kids. It's not like he's taking. They're beating people. So yeah, you, yeah. Can both, you can get both. Uh, you know what you say? You can you can knock cards in one stone. You can still win, and you can still develop in this in this thing. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. I thought the smart thing, and I thought this is what they were doing. Like just shut Randall down for the rest of the season. I mean, just shut him down. Officially shut Derrick Rose down. Just take that speculation out of here and say we're yeah. sitting down for the season. And now you're going to have Obi. Because like I said, I mean, like, all right, so I don't know what's going to happen this summer. But I would think that if – I don't think you're going to continue to have Randall and Obi on the same team. I, I just don't see that happening throughout Obi's – after his rookie deal is up, which is two more seasons. But something's got to give. So I'm thinking, okay, if, you, if you're deciding you're going to keep Randall – Okay, you want to still play Obi because now if you're going to trade him, you're letting everybody know what he could do, right? Yeah. We're not going anywhere, but if you don't, if you decide, okay, um, you know, we're going to trade Randall, well, you still sit him. You don't want him to get hurt. We already know what he does, too. Yeah. So, I mean, there's no rational reason to trot those guys out there. Like, there's just none. So, I can kind of go with Burks only because, it's, you know, he's on an expiring deal. He's going to be easy to move. Okay, yep. that's not gonna be a problem. But come on, man, you could you sat Randall for two games and look what happened, man. Then all of a sudden you put him in, the ball stops moving, the turnovers go up, the defense loses its energy. I mean, look, just like you said, JM, they put the kids in, they go up twenty one. They go up twenty one. Yep. The defense was on point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, the ball was moving. I mean, oh my. Yeah, we were up. We were up twenty-one in the second quarter. The the, the first unit comes back in. I think the first. I, I feel like the second unit started to lose a little bit of steam. Started to lose a little bit of steam. Uh, I think they got maybe got a little bit tired. Maybe the second unit. The first unit comes back in, and the ball stops. And then uh, the defense becomes lackadaisical. This is these, these are the times when you start to miss Obi. Like like uh, shout out to Tommy Bear. He posted a clip of. Randall getting a making a turnover and then he kind of just lay, stays back there on defense, and and it's kind of just like this is these are the things you weren't dealing with when Obi was playing thirty minutes. Right, <laughs> mm-hmm. there was no hustle issues when Obi was in the game. There's no hustle issues. You're always gonna get that high energy. You're and, not gonna you're not yeah. gonna find him sauntering back on defense because he didn't get a call. Right, and and, oh. and it's just so that that energy is that energy. Shift is, is very noticeable when the first unit and the second unit um, come in and out of the game. Also, what's that, that girl's th- name? 
that girl's name, man? She's on uh Monica Mila. No, not not that sweetness. The other one. Um the the, the one that was, <laughs> No, the one the one that was on um the one that was on um he she's on with, with the with the S N Y. What's her? Ashley, Ashley? Ashley Moss. Ashley, she said something very interesting the other day. She said, If you from New York, you can you you have a feel for bad energy. And she said Randall brings bad energy. And I have to agree with that. I have to agree with that. Yeah. And seeing Obi's energy, it's not just like energy in terms of like activity, which is really good from Obi. It's just the energy, the whole Attitude. energy changes. Yeah. yeah. So that when you bring Randall, there's a there's a slowdown. There's like okay, yeah, I'm taking over. There's a brooding type of energy, and and it just I feel like it affects the whole way the the whole way the thing is run. Nah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And not only that, yeah. I, that that first unit is so ISO heavy too. Like even in that third quarter, the third quarter you already know what Tibbs does. Third quarter comes in, they the that first unit lacked energy, they lacked defensive focus. Evan Fournier was getting beat all willy nilly. Alec Burks was getting beat by Corey Joseph on drives. Nobody was the transition defense was bad, and it just seemed like they fell asleep. And on top of that. It became ISO ball again. <laughs> and then it's like we were up at halftime. All of a sudden, we're only up by um, like a point. Or they tie the game up. And you're looking at the coach and you're going, they're not going to bring the bench in. They're going to let the – they're going to let <laughs> – shout to Sweeney because he t- – Sweeney, Sweeney Poo on Twitter, he tweets this every game. And he's just like <laughs> – and today he was just like, watch Tibbs call timeout. And then track the same the same starting five right back at it again. <laughs> it's sad though, really, that everybody can know exactly what he's gonna do and exactly what the outcome is gonna be. Right, exactly. Yeah. I will give and... Coach credit though for, for actually drawing out a, a, an out of timeout play that worked and giving Evan Fournier some open threes and actually promoting ball movement. I'll give I'll give them credit uh, for ball. I'll give I'll give them a little bit of credit today. We won. We won. Yeah, yeah, we won. Ball movement was apparent, and even in the fourth quarter, I felt like we went to R.J. Barrett in the fourth quarter, and and he got to the hole. They swung the ball around. I got to open three. Alec Burks. That's something that I've been wanting for the whole season. You know, yeah, not to yeah. just go straight up ISO ball every single time and have some ball movement in the fourth quarter. So right. I give I'm gonna give Tom some credit for that, and R.J. for making the pass. But mm-hmm. some, yeah. there's still some other things that we have to fix. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Ryan I cut you off. Yeah, because I because I've been wanting to say this for a moment now. So I'm glad you pick. I I'm glad that you all mentioned that clip with Randall, where Randall turned the ball over, and then like it was kind of like he was arguing with the ref. And he was slow, and he was he was slow to come up the court. And then I think when when Detroit had the fast break, I think quickly altered. I forgot who shot in Detroit, but they missed. So Randall was already back there. So they passed the ball out to Randall, and Randall went up for the lap, and he missed. Yeah. And then again, he said, then again, he didn't get back on defense, and then and, and that just and he just allowed Kate Cunningham to go straight straight to the basket, and I think Cunningham hit like a floater or something like that, and made it in. And you see, this is where, like, this is where I lose respect as Dibs for a coach because Thanks. if Dibs was the type of coach where he sees that. And doesn't care whether Randall is the highest paid player on the team or not. If Dibs saw that and was like timeout, and it and it took Randall out the game for the lack of effort. That's a fact. And and, and it put in like somebody else and made him sit on the bench. Then, then I could respect Dibs more because I'd be like at least Dibs is keeping to his word because it makes because let that be Obi 
Show oh. that same effort. Oof. Obi would have been out of the game ASAP. ASAP Rocky. But but, <laughs> but since it's Randall, he lets Randall get away with it. And I'm like, this and, right. and, and and it's like this is why I feel like when Randall's on the court, that defensive effort is not there. Because all right, like for example, these last couple of games, right? Burks and Fournier. I've seen Burks and Fournier be in a lineup with three guys that actually play with defensive effort. I think the lineup was Sims, Obi, and IQ with these these last two games, and they had Burks and Fournier as, other, as, as the other two guys on the court. And the defense was like night and day. Yep. Like, like Burks and Fournier are typically are not great defenders, That's but the he looked good. But he looked good with those guys around them because they had Correct. guys around them that actually played defense. Facts. That's the energy. But when you but, but when you play but, but but when you play them with guys like Randall that lollygags on defense it doesn't show that effort and then on top of that you don't punish him for showing that lack of effort how do you expect the other guys on the court to play with that high energy on defense it it, it it's, it's infection that bad and that bad energy is infection and it goes around and I feel like that's part of the reason why R J Barrett today he looks sluggish on defense yeah. So it's like, and, and R.J. Barrett is typically not a bad defender like that. So, you know, like, I understand Thibs' whole argument, like, you know, you need, you need everybody on the team, but Thibs is not doing his job as a coach when it comes to calling players out when they need to be called out. I'm sorry, he just doesn't do it. That's yeah, right. Man. It's yeah, hypocrisy, bring, man. It's hypocrisy. Yeah, yeah bring, yo, bring back, bring back the Thibs that was, was giving it to Cat. I need that type of Thibs energy back. Bring that back. I don't know where that went. Maybe it's somewhere in Minnesota where he left it, but bring that energy <laughs> back. Yeah, yo. In the summer, go out there, catch a flight, and bring that accountability energy back to the next season because you're yeah. going to be here. I, that's what I need from here on out. Uh, you're right about that. I agree 100%. <laughs> 100%, yeah. And salute, salute to the channel, man. Salute to everybody who's rocking with the KOT show. If you like the show so far, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Uh, but shout out to Rich Jim, Black Nito, uh, Fritz, Alessandor, uh, Rich Jim, Mike Uno, JT Reddick, T. Williams, and everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. And I'm going to hit these super chats up. Shout out to the guys who send the super chats. Hold on. Let me get to, me get to my guy, BKNY, first. Since the five super chat says, Knicks Nation, make room. I just became the newest member of the OB Hive. Sell Randall. Sell the vets. Play the kids. I'm with it, man. You're late, but it's about time. But welcome. It's, it's welcome. You know, welcome to this room. This room in the hive. <laughs> you know, but the door in the door, hive for Obi, man. Yeah, the door is open at at seven, and it is now ten. So you're a little late, but I still welcome you. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to Black and to PK and Y, man. And also, uh, two asshole chat to Black Nito. It says salute to the KOT massive. Free to you, them. I got you, man. Yeah, free to you, them. <laughs> <Free to> you. <laughs> let's go, let's go. Oh man, yo, Fritz, do we have any callers up? I actually, I was blacked out. I was hardly paying attention today. I don't know if we have callers or not today. If not, we can continue the chat. <laughs> oh man, because we we can maybe, talk about this. Maybe no, I'm saying maybe people eating their Sunday dinner right now. Yeah, That's people why eating their Sunday dinner. All right, cool. So, oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, okay. man. <laughs> if you, so if you guys want to talk and you want to call into the show, you already know what to do. Hit the, hit, um, call in 319-527-6241. Um, so, yo, the tips conversation was a big one. 
Today's conversation was a big one. Uh, I want to see if I can make this work. I actually have a clip pulled up for you guys to listen to. And then I want to get your, your guys' thoughts on Tibbs. Because uh, we talked about it a little bit. But, man, it definitely it definitely seemed like Tibbs was on edge a little bit. And maybe from his comments, it seems like what's been going on around Knicks Nation and Knicks Twitter has been hitting the locker room in some capacity, and he's reacting to it. That's that's what I got from his comments, but I'm going to play the comments. I'm going to play Tibbs' comments from the post game before or after the Heat game, and we're going to talk about it for a second. Pretty simple. Well, they were the same young legs that we had in the first half. Right. But you know, so like the thing is, is like, I mean, you, you guys are like trying to nitpick this, nitpick that, but you need everyone over the course of the season, right? So, you know, we love our young guys. We see it every day. They, they're supposed to bring energy, and they did. They were terrific, you know, but you need – if you need RJ, you need Julius, you need Mitch, you, need, you, you know, you need everyone. And so you need Evan, you need, you need Alec. It's a team. It's not a, it's not an individual thing. It's, you know, you can't just pick up a box score after and say, you know, like the, the thing is, is like you know, how many people are watching the game after the game is played to really know exactly what happened in the game. So, like, I, I see a lot of opinions, but I don't see a lot of people doing the work to actually study it. Interesting. McBride. I'm going to fast forward to another part that was interesting to me. Has that, that been, just in general, an issue this season with maybe social media fans choosing one player to talk well, about? Well, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's where we are in society today. You know, with social media, it's, it's a different animal. And it's and like, look, hey, it's part of the game. We love it. It, it drives the game it's pop, as popular as it's ever been. But, like, to me, I don't like anything that eats away at the fabric of the team. And so, it, you know, people want to take one game, whether it's a win or a loss, and they want, well, this, this, and this. No, it's, you know... And oftentimes the things that they're saying, a guy might make one good play in the game and he has nine bad plays. Or conversely, he makes nine good <laughs> plays and he has one bad play. Have you talked to the team about trying to stay off the social media this season? No, I just talked to them about staying away from you. It has to end with a Tom jab at Mark Berman every time. But, yo... <laughs> It's crazy. The the thing that's that really stood out to me was the social media part at the end. Well, one part was the divide part because he made a comment that mentioned that um, he doesn't want the the chatter to divide the team. So it kind of makes me think. Mm-hmm. Go where ahead. Did that come I know what from? you want to say too. Go ahead. Yeah. Like, where yep. did that come from? So is the chatter really dividing a team? Is Twitter, is is the social media really starting to divide the team? Because like, it seems like he came in with an agenda to me when, y'all lived the, when I looked at the press conference. Shout out to Jason. Nah, that was, that was almost out. a prepared speech, man. Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. It's kind of like when a politician is running for office and then they'll, and you'll ask the politician, so what do you think about climate change? 
and the, and he'll say, you know, he climate like change this. is an issue, but police brutality is really the biggest issue. And then mm-hmm. he gets in a whole five, 20 minute speech about police brutality. Like, like, that's mm-hmm. what I feel like Tom Thibodeau did. Like he, he just had the, the speech prepared already. Like, go ahead. Yep. Bro. <laughs> no, but I, I pointed out earlier and I, and I want to bring it out here. We did not hear him ever. Not this time, not any time in 74 games say this was on me. He has never said that. He'll say we didn't play 48 minutes. They didn't close out. We have to get better. We've heard, like I said, I've heard Julius Randle. Julius Randle, one of the most selfish players on the team. I've heard him say, this is on me. We can go to the next one. I've heard RJ say it multiple times. I've heard Evan Fournier say, this is on me. I got to be flipped. I got to play better. I have never heard Tom Thibodeau say, you know, this loss is on me. I, I made some strategic errors. Uh, I, I could have made a better decision right here. He has never said that. So now, what does that tell you? He's not. Ta- he's always talking about accountability, and he's not taking it. Yeah. He's not taking it. Okay. So, uh, and and that's why we can see the insanity of him trying rotation, losing game after game, and then t- not not acknowledging that it's not working. You know. So mm-hmm. that that's that's where he lost my respect. I was a big a big Thibodeau supporter, and I still am in certain situations. But he is his stubbornness is really costing us games. I feel like if he'd have played these kids that he had running Thursday, and, uh, Wednesday, and Friday, we would have won five more, ten more games, I think, this year. You know, we could have won that. But it's because of his rotation. I mean, listen, am I, am, I, um, uh, am I making stuff up, or is this something that's just in my mind where we'll, the second mob unit will bring, in, bring up the lead or cut the lead, and then all of a sudden he brings back a Randall, a Burks, and somebody else, and we lose I mean, how many times has that happened? So here we are. We're up 21. He's sitting there in the third quarter, as he does all the time, just watching the lead disappear. It's like watching ice melt in the sun. You could just watch it going away. And instead of just getting them out of there six minutes or eight minutes, he lets it go all the way down. Finally, he starts putting the the unit in that's going to try to bring it back. And if they don't bring it back right away, guess what he does? He subs in Alec Burks yep. and Julius Randle, and he proceeds to try to lose the game. R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson won this game. Mitchell Robinson's five blocks were huge. All five of them Facts. were huge. And then R.J., you know, as inefficient as he was sometimes, he gutted out this thing and, and got us to win at age 21. And he has been showing all season, all season, he's the true leader of this team. He's the true leader. And you know what? They, you need, and you know what? You notice, if you guys notice, when you see the intros, you don't see Julius Randle. You don't see him no more. Actually, you see RJ Barrett. Actually, Julius Randle's been skipping intros, especially um, away. He's been doing that for a while now. That that's been like his little thing, his new ritual. So, I'm hoping. That, I'm talking mm. about like when they flash in all the, the highlights of the players. Oh, okay. Well, that's a little bit. Different. I'm seeing RJ being highlighted, Grimes being highlighted. I even saw on Friday he was highlighting Deuce a little bit, but they didn't highlight um, Randall. So I was like, you know what? I'm hoping that means they get rid of his behind, and I hope t- Tibbs not too far behind because these two guys, I, they lose my respect, man. I'm like, come on, man. Uh-huh. I mean, Randall loses it because, I don't know, I think Kobe, with all of his greatness, um, badly influenced some guys. He badly influenced Alonzo Trier, and he's badly influenced – Randall. They work hard, but they're very self-centered players, man. Yeah, and it's it's not it's not cool though. Yeah, I I give Randall for uh, for uh, establishing that work ethic culture here, but the attitude thing is a little bit different. Ryan, do you have anything yeah. to add to? Oh uh, well, 
you know, Thib and his comments about, you know, social media and how, you know, the fans, you know, don't watch, you know, film and, you know, and they don't really know, you know, what's going on on the court, you know, the way they see it because they watch, you know, film repeatedly over and over again. I'm just going to keep it um, short and simple. Like, I just think it's come to a point where social media in general, I don't see how, you know, comments from the social media, you know, splitting the team in any way. Because if anything, well, what the majority of fans are saying on social media is the fact that Sib does not count on his young players more, and he counts on the veterans too much. And, I mean, yes, we know Randall's a good player, but, I mean, it's clear as day. Like, you don't have to watch tape over and over again to see that Randall is not playing up to his standard and that there's a lot of times where he lacks, where he's slacking on defense and you don't hold him accountable, but yet you want to hold young players accountable when they make one, when they, when they make one mistake. I mean, what do you expect fans to think when we're watching the game and we're seeing that? Yeah. So... You know, if if you are a coach that actually stuck to your word and be like, you know what? Even though Randall's our star player, he 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 showed a lack of effort on this play. So you know what? I'm going to punish him for that and sit him down, and then bring somebody else into the game who I know is going to bring that say bring the energy that I want out of my players, and and go from there. So I I thought it was an, an unnecessary speech. I, I thought it was kind of like, you know, him trying to, you know, take a shot at, like, the fans or whatever the case may be. But I think but I think this kind of forgets that, you know, this is New York City. You yeah. know, New York City is a basketball city. A lot of us grew up playing basketball. You know, if, if, if we didn't play for, like, our high school teams or college teams or whatever the case may be, we grew up playing, we grew up playing in the parks. That something. You saw, you saw, you saw a lot summer of us, team something. Exactly. Summer league, <laughs> yeah, summer, yeah, summer team something. So it's like a lot of us have, have basketball knowledge. Like, we don't have to watch a whole bunch of tape to know that, you know, <laughs> this is off, that is off, or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, man. Nah, I agree. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> now, now, what kills me is the part when he was like, if, if, a, if a guy makes one good play and he makes not. Uh, eight, seven, eight, nine bad plays. I mean, that doesn't mean I should keep him in. He should take him out. I'm just like, you don't watch Randall make seven, eight, nine <laughs> bad plays in a row and still keep him in. Like, I was like, yo, oh my god. Like, I'm like, yo, Roy, whose man's is this right now? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. this when he said it, I was like, wait a minute, this sounds like Julius Randall. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's uh, he's Mr. One Good Play and Nine Bad Plays. Like, what are you talking about? Exactly. <laughs> like, 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 like how many, like how many times do you see Randall like turn over the ball like two or three straight possessions, and they don't do anything about it. He just keeps Randall in the game. But then, but then, but then, but then, but then, once like Obi does something wrong, once McBride does something wrong, once one of the once one of the young players does something wrong, quick hook. It's like, come on. Yo, here's here's my thing. Yo, I know what I will say though. I do feel like social media can affect players, but I don't think it's necessarily the fans' fault because, like, it's like who, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Right. Like, <laughs> you know, right. like, right. if you're not hustling back on defense, 
five, right. six, seven, eight games in a row, then get mad when we say you're not hustling back on defense. Like hustle back on defense. But here, here, yeah, here's what I think is happening. This, this, this is this is this is my theory of what I think is happening right now. It will happen with Tom. You're going to say exactly what I'm thinking. I know it. Go ahead. My, I, I think what's happened is social media has absolutely ruined Randall's mentality in his game. I think that's absolutely true. Oh, I know you going to say that. Okay. Right? I think that's absolutely true. But what I think is also happening is I think Tom feels bad for him because of it. And because he felt bad for it and he because he feels like it was getting to him, he didn't hold Randall accountable like he usually did. And, and he's like, it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like the kid who's getting bullied. Your, your, your child's getting bullied at school, so now he doesn't, you know, now he's doing bad. He's getting all Fs. So you're, like, letting him slide now. And I feel like that's what's happened. I feel like Tom yeah. just let him slide because he felt bad for him that he, was, right. he felt like he was getting bullied on social media. Now, look, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking social media is echoing what a lot of the players are thinking but not saying. Mm. And that's why Tibbs brought up, I don't want it dividing us in the locker room. I think that the hypocrisy of him allowing Randall to get away with so many bad plays is rubbing some players the wrong way. And they're probably like, you know, he's, he's always holding us accountable, but he doesn't hold Julius Randall accountable. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't yank him. And I think that that's affecting the locker room. I think that's what it is because you just mentioned it. You can, how are you pulling Obi? He can't even play without looking over his shoulder except he knew Randall was going to be out and he had to play. So now, and, and look, people is to the point where people are like, well, he doesn't have a jump shot. Well, all he could do is dunk. And all he needed was to not be able to look over his shoulder and just play. And yeah. then all of a sudden you see the mid-range game, you see him rebounding, you see him doing everything. And so that's what I'm thinking it is. It's, oh, so you're going to treat this dude like a prima donna, but the rest of us get in the doghouse for the same thing. Nah, that's what I'm saying. I, I think that social media is echoing with what some of the players are saying or thinking, but not saying. I think we're both right. <laughs> I think we're yeah. both right. I think we're both on point. And, yo, I'm, I don't know if you have anything to add, Ryan, because I just realized you got mad callers now that we, and we'll be going, going for a minute. So, but do oh. you have anything else to add to that, Ryan? I mean, I, maybe I do want to uh, address a comment in the um, chat because there is a Randall supporter, it seems like, and I just want to make something clear to um, Josh Rivera, like, because I get what he's trying to say. You should be hard on younger players as opposed to the veterans, but I think there comes a time where you cannot just allow a vet on your team to just show bad effort and not hold them accountable for it. You know, like, you can't just be like, oh, this player's a veteran. So if he's out there showing bad effort, let me just leave him out there, whatever the case may be. Like, I, I, I feel like you have to set an example for your team. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you, like, you cannot have – because when you let somebody who should know what the hell that they're doing, like, somebody that you should put all your trust in and be like, you know what, this guy's been in the league for this amount of years. So he should know – what I expect from him. I shouldn't have to tell him what I expect from him. He should know. So if he's out there not doing what I expect from, what I expect from my team, how am, I going, how am I going to just let him get away with that and not hold him accountable? 
You're yeah. not setting you're not setting a good example for the players on your squad by doing that's right. that. That's yep. right. And and that's, that's right. my whole Fact. point. That's right. Well, one more thing I wanted to add too. The elephant in the room is all of this when the Knicks are thirty and forty. I don't care who he is. If you're thirty and forty, you suck. You are what your record <laughs> says you are. Bill Parcells was right. You are what your record says you are. And this is the leader of the team. He's take responsibility for that. He should have been benched. If it was like in the past, I've seen, I've seen the Knicks bench Patrick Ewing at times when they've been losing. So I don't want to hear, you know, oh, we have to treat him because he's a vet. Get the hell out of here. You know what, man? When he's ready to play, he should play. When he's not ready to play, sit his behind down. And if, he, and if he's that good, trade him. And let's see him do it for somebody else. I have no problem. Because we yeah. are 30 and 40. We're not 41 and 30 like last year. We're 30 and 40. And this yeah. guy was bearing the brunt of it, man. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, man. Uh, Greg Popovich would beg to differ about um, benching vets. He, man, that's, this, this is why Popovich was the bad. Like, the vets will come out in the third quarter and suck, and he would sub out the whole starting five to bring in <laughs> the bench. That's why, yo, Greg, that's why Popovich is the GOAT, for real, yo. He yep, held yep. anybody. I, 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 I remember watching that game with the Spurs. And literally, the game started 12-minute mark. He didn't like the effort from his from his full starting lineup. With I think after like the 10:30 mark, he took out the whole. He took I've out seen the him whole do it. I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it. Whole Facts. Tim Duncan and all. Yep. <laughs> Tim Duncan and all. I don't want to hear this about him you know being a bit harder on the kids. This is some bull crap, man. Please, <laughs> we 30 and 40, man. Stop it. We, we don't. We don't gave up so many 20-point leads. Come on. And they're going, Evan Fournier's getting used like a $5 girl, man. Come on, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on with that, man. Bruh. I mean, come on. And this dude, they're going, Kate Cunningham picked his pocket like he was a thief in Times Square, and nobody looked the other way at all. Stop. <laughs> come on, man. Be real. Shoot. I mean, wow. here, Kate Cunningham, a rookie, picked his pocket clean. Dang. I mean, come on, man. Shoot. I don't hear nothing about Randy. Oh, except when he gets God. traded. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, Damn. let's go to the calls. <laughs> Random. Heck, oh shoot! The only winning team he's ever been on was last year. That's it. Oh, and there was man. no fans in the building. Every year he's been on every team. They're always losing. Oh Come man. On. We won today, guys. We won. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to these phone lines, man. I know these phone calls are chopping. If, if this was like the Wizard of Oz, he'd be the one that need a brain. Shoot. <laughs> oh, my Damn. God. Yikes. Raw is pissed. Oh, come on. Oh, man. I don't hear nothing about Randy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. All right, yo. First, yo, first caller up. I don't know who the first caller is, but let us know what your name is and where you're from. And what do you want to talk about? Hello. Hello. Hey, this is Craig Ward. What's going on, gentlemen? How y'all? What's going on, What's Craig? Man? Hey, man. What's up? What's up? Yeah. Shout out to uh, Jay Ellis, captain of the the KOTV, the KOT. I appreciate you. Right. Uh, shout out to uh, Stats and the Fats, Ryan G in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. And also give a big, a big shout out to I'm gonna call him the Continental Man because he's been part of my Continental breakfast when I get up in the morning. I have my coffee, <laughs> I have my muffin, and then I have my raw. <laughs> all right, then. All right. All right. Okay. Listen. Um, 
I got to give it up to uh, the win, but it's really not a win because when you were sitting there on a 20-point, 20 21-point lead uh, with the kids in play and you take them out and put the uh, the, the, uh, the starters in, and just like how you said, watching the snow just start to melt, <laughs> you go and start singing the song, and that become our next song, Here We Go Again. And you get that burning sensation in your stomach, and you just say, wow, why can't we just get it together? Here's my take on the uh, the Randolph thing. Randolph is a spoiled brat, and his parents is like those people, the coaches, like them parents in the grocery store that let their kids run amok, <laughs> acting a fool, treating things, knocking things off of the counter with attitudes and stuff, and you want to you wanna chastise him by saying, come on, Julius, do a good <laughs> job, be be good. Don't talk to the refs like that. That's not nice. But he's doing it anyway. You know, if, let it be. Let it be one of them parents. You know what I'm talking about. Them ghetto parents that are snatch them up by their arm. My parents. While I go in the store and finish shopping, then you'll come wait till I come back out. He's not getting that kind of a treatment. And if you do, and if he does get that kind of a treatment, maybe he'll start balling right. How many times have we seen when one or two times when um, Tom takes out the uh, the starters and puts them on the bench and put the kids in, and he's got his arm crossed, soaking like a child, like, yeah. man, I could have did that. No, you couldn't, because if you did, you would still be out there. You know what I'm saying? So those are the things that just irritate me. One more thing, too, is I really do appreciate the coming up uh, quick. My yeah. only thing on Quick is the fact that I I just want him to look up a little bit more often because there's so many times when you got um, whether it be um, OB open at the moment or it would be uh, um, Robinson Robinson uh, Mitchell um, open for like whatever pass or that's like when when he when he's bringing the ball up. He holds on just a second too late. If he can get that part down, I think our fast break will be um, unstoppable. My last thing is the fact that if you remember, if you ever see the end of the games and they're being interviewed, the kids are being interviewed about their games. First it was Quick and then it was Obi. They said how we win is because we're playing like the NBA style of basketball this day. We're playing quick, energetic, and showing that energy. When we won with the kids, we were passing the ball. They were moving around in different spots, making themselves available and open, which is the way how we should have started playing all season long. That half-court plays, that is, that's, it's garbage. It's not working. And if you're looking at the games and you're looking at the tapes, why aren't you feeding off of those things which is not working and picking up the things that are do working? You keep going back to the same old thing, which is that insanity thing. Doing the same crap and expecting to change. It's not gonna happen. So right, right, right. I really feel like I really feel like we're gonna give Tom this one more year because uh, he had that conversation when he first got um hired. He uh spent the night over uh Julius' house, so I'm gonna make you the star of the Knicks. You're gonna be my main man. We're gonna sit down, we're gonna have dinner, and we're gonna be best buddies. And whatever they try to get on you, I'm gonna protect you. And uh, you don't worry. You just continue to keep playing what you're doing and I'm gonna back I'm gonna back you up. Well that's the reason why Julius has the attitude that he does. He's gonna be our downfall if we, <laughs> he will, he's gonna be our downfall if we continue to let him get away with it. Appreciate y'all taking my calls and blessings to you, gentlemen. All right, Big man. up.
Yo, Craig had the whole Julius Randle, Tom Thibodeau, uh, Netflix behind the scenes series mapped out in his head with that story. Oh, man. <laughs> Julius Randle went to his house. He said, I'm going to make you a star. And no matter what happened, <laughs> shout out to Craig Moore. Oh, boy. That, that, that was a call to help me right there. Oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh. man. Right, right after Kanye uh, drops his doc, his behind the scenes doc, we're gonna have who's gonna watch the Netflix, the Julius Netflix doc? Who's watching that? I'm watching. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay, just me. Why not? Cool. <laughs> All right, just me. Fine, that's fine. Just me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I kind of feel like the I kind of feel like quickly might be the best lob passer on the team. It's between He's him and very RJ. good at it. You know what? Because that floater sets it up. You don't know if he's throwing the floater or the lob. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's really good with that. He is. He's very good with that. Exactly. And then he'll, he'll throw it fast, too. Like, they, there was a, there was a, some video going around a, a t- t- quickly, and he just, he did a little hezzy and, and threw the flo- and threw the uh, the lob to, I think it was Sims, and I, or it was a Mitch. I think it was a Mitch. And I was like, man, that was that was quick as hell. Was I it even... quick that threw that, that lob that, um, when they started making a run that Obi caught and flushed uh, w- w- with two hands in the second half, was it quick to throw that to him? I think it was. I think it was. I think it was. Yeah, and yeah, RJ, yeah. That means. Well, you 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 mean the lob where um Obi went baseline? Yeah, he came baseline and caught it like way yeah, up IQ, there. Like, yeah, IQ. Yeah, IQ. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, dang. I mean, sometimes you think, oh, that's too high. Obi just caught it. <laughs> exactly. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Shoot, yeah. Well, shout out to Quick. Shout out to Quick. He's been playing. With- pretty really really well lately he's been the the shot in the arm that we've needed and he seems like like the he's like the the veteran for the young guys now you saw him with the little ipad going over Yo, place i'm like and he'd be pointing stuff like he know what he doing i'm like you know what stop it man everybody know you're right everybody know you're the grandson you nah. but you know what though i like quick though i'm not i mean so people be so silly but i like i i think emmanuel quickly is a special talent i think he's gonna be really good i just think yeah. he works better with deuce him and deuce should be together man yeah, I, I agree with that too. But I also yeah, feel like true. I feel like his playmaking is getting better. Like even today, there was a portion where, like he's directing traffic. He he calls out a certain person to pick so he can, so he can like cause a mismatch and then he passes it to an open guy in the quarter once they blitz him. Like he's seeing, he's starting to see the defenses a lot quicker over this the last dude, two games. You know this dude? His, his, he does um, uh, sports vibes. Mm-hmm. Yo, he did a good breakdown. He showed quickly playing with Grimes and Deuce and quickly playing without with the starting unit. And, <laughs> and sometimes he was like he was showing how much quickly is better, you know, with the with the first group, right? With the with the Grimes Deuce group. And but he was pointing out how sometimes quickly directs traffic, but he's not directing it the right way. In fact, sometimes he's making directions that's putting the Knicks in a bad position. Mm-hmm. So so I mean, I see him doing it, and it, it makes it look like he's a leader. But that's what I'm saying. When I saw the vibes break it down, I thought that was okay. But when he broke it down, I was like, see, I, I'm not saying IQ is a bad player. I think he's going to be good, and I think he needs more time. I mean, you know, he's getting better, and mm-hmm. I think he's going to be even better next season. But um, I just think that, you know, I don't want to say, like, he's all of that. And then, you know, when you when really you, it's part of one thing Tom says. It's part of growth. Truth. It's part of yeah. growth and it's part of the unit, you know, mm-hmm. as the unit. You got to play yeah. well as the unit. And so that second unit with, with IQ is, is dynamite, man. But that first unit, 
they don't even IQ has to try to do his best, but then Randall's calling for the ball, and then you got to run it through RJ, and you know you got all kind of stuff. Yeah, that's still a work in progress. I still feel like yeah, he, get, he yeah. gets Randall open shots. Randall doesn't always know what to do with it, but true. <laughs> he gets some open shots. <laughs> like he, pass, he still passes when he's supposed to shoot and shoot. He's supposed to pass. Yep. But uh, yeah. it is what it is with Randall. I'll give Randall credit though. He hit a he hit a three to give us a lead today. So you know, oh, yeah. Randall, I give you some credit. Yeah, uh, I give you some credit. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. I know Rose is ecstatic about the credit. All right. Next, <laughs> next caller up. Uh, we him got credit, give him credit as he pack his suitcase for him, man. <laughs> <We> got, Hello, <laughs> we got George. George is the next caller. George, George is hey, hey man. George is here. What's up, Jay? What's going on, George? Uh, <laughs> I caught that uh last quarter. <sighs> Just came from work and everything, and I'm watching. I'm going to be watching the rest of the game, but uh, I'm going to shout you out because. Uh, You've always been an outstanding uh, cat since uh, you worked with the uh, with CP and it, and you know since I first seen you. Sweet. And Ryan G, shout out to you too, Mister Fact in the building. Yes, sir. And of course, last last but definitely not least, my continental breakfast as well, Mister <laughs> Raw Hebrew Remnant. <laughs> my man Raw Remnant, he brings the facts. <laughs> The facts. Capital the facts. Anyway, okay. Um, now, uh, let's see. Let's start with uh, Crackhead Randall. Hey, hey, man. I've been seeing that guy on defense. Do the crack. Oh, he's not all crack now. Wait a minute. <laughs> yes, Crackhead. Let's do it. Crackhead. Okay, yeah. I've seen. I got. I got. I got direct TV and, and every game, and you know, league pass and everything. And I'm watching, and I, you know, I say like, wait a minute, wait a minute, what the hell was that? And I, I, I do the rewind, and I'm like, wait a minute, what the hell is he doubling for? And leaving the guy in the corner. You know how many times I see Julius Randle do that? Oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh, unbelievable. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, even when we've had uh, uh, Kemba Walker, you know, in, unable to play because, you know, unable to do what he's supposed to do because he's on one leg. Right, right Rob? Anyway. Yeah, man, you can't play on one leg, bro. <sighs> and, he, and he's trying on one leg. Not he Julius, he's on two legs and he's not trying. At but all. anyway. <laughs> anyway. My man, uh, my man. George, George is a jungle. Oh, man. man. That's right. Okay. I, I see it like this. I, I still can't understand, you know, why Tibbs is treating Julius Randle like he's Patrick effing Ewing. Come on, dude. Really? I know he's, he's one of the best players on the team. I get when he tries. But to let him slack off like this is, is, is ridiculous. Nothing but crackhead plays on defense the entire season. I mean, how, how, does, how, do, how does he – not get held accountable for that. I mean, how does he, how does the organization, the front office, not hold Tibbs accountable for that? I, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> do any, do, do, I, anyway, I would like to see him shipped out, shipped out, or, or thrown into a cannon and fired. Uh -oh. But anyway, 
Oh boy! Sunday Quran is wild. <laughs> Man, the 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 fire stone at Julius Randall today has oh. been great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If Julius wants Yo, to it ain't just us though. I mean, you go to the garden, they they they, they yelling for RJ. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. Why you know? Because everybody knows. Everybody, everybody has two eyes, right? Exactly. Anyway, and the thing is, is that. I, you know, he, he's got his bike defending his ass. Uh, you know, or, you know, on you know with uh, CP. I'm like, come on, man. You know, why are you getting involved? Stay out of it. it it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yo, did yeah. you see? Did you see her face on Friday when they came back though? Did any of y'all take her? Did you, they put the camera on her when she was sitting in. When they came back, now she she like this. <laughs> wait, wait, who? Mrs. Randall. Oh really? Uh, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, time out. All right, what's what's time out? <laughs> Let's not get too crazy with the. the I'm t- just saying she, I'm she just, wasn't very happy when I, they came back. I feel you. I'm just. I just. I want to steer what? away from the Miss uh, Randall yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah, yeah. Let, you know, I do let, not. You don't want to smoke. I do yeah, not. Because, because because she just because she pretty much um took shots at CP and CP ain't do nothing to her. So I'm like. Nah, I, 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 I'm not. I want to talk about nobody's family because I'll let you know. No, that. I'm not. I'm not saying. That, I'm not saying in terms of the family. I'm saying her attitude was she wasn't excited because her man wasn't involved with that win. Her man wasn't involved. Mm. Like everybody was jumping up and down, and she was like, "I was like, oh shoot, yeah. okay. interesting." Yeah, like, Jay, oh, Jay, Jay, you better watch out. She might come after you after yeah, this episode, yeah, yo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank, yo, thanks for calling in, George. Thanks for oh, calling man, in, I don't man. want no, I don't want no, I don't want no, I don't want no problem with Mrs. Randall. I have Julie's knocking on my door at 6'9", 270 pounds. No, no. Oh, word. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want no problem with Mrs. Randall. Yeah, I'm staying clear of Ms. Randall topic altogether. I'm staying clear of that. You see, I called yeah. up Mrs. Randall. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm staying clear of that. I'm staying, I'm staying here glad. I'm staying clear of any, listen, man, we're going to keep it basketball. The crackheads and yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. None of no, yeah, no, yeah, nah. yeah. We just yeah, just keep it no, 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 none of the crazy name calls. I hear you, but George yeah. and DMX for us today. For yeah, let's let's keep it basketball, yeah. man. This is, <laughs> this is a lot. <laughs> this is a lot. We <laughs> <laughs> gonna keep it basketball, man. We gonna keep it basketball. It, 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 it's, it's like I, I know I know a lot of us are upset with Julius Randle. I just didn't think it would get this far. I was like, damn, like people really coming up with fire at Julius Randle today. Like yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Are we gonna turn the knob down? We gonna turn the knob down on the disrespect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we go. Yeah, we yeah we gonna call out the fire. Calm it down. Yeah, calm Throw it down. Throw the water on it. Calm it down. All right. All right. All right. <gasps> Next caller up, we got Epson from Long Island. What's going on, Epson? First time call. We got we got a couple first timers today. Nice. Yeah, you know I've been wanting to call you guys for a long while, but I, I just get caught up, and sometimes you know, you know, you move on because you don't want to. You don't want to see the same reruns over and over again, you know? I understand. I understand exactly. But this is not a rerun for me, you know, especially, like, late in the season because we all see something that we want to see. And that's why youth development, we want to see more RJ, we want to see more of the kids, not so much of, you know, what we got with the veterans. And lo and behold, and that put people on, got people stupid, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially with like you know a fan base that's just like, well, like habitually say, "All right, we're going to tank, so let's put the kids in and they lose." They're not losing, right? I find that's a great thing because why? We see what we're getting right 
now. Now. Not next season. Not the following season. Right now. Yep. And the funny all thing about these, you know, <laughs> the tank tactics, it's like, if you want to lose games, you know, go, go do tips way. No, we don't want to see more of the vets. Then what? What's the deal? <laughs> yeah. Nah, I and agree plus, with you. We're actually doing a vet a service by <laughs> kicking him back less because everyone was going crazy. And it was going to make it difficult for the front office to, you know, keep their value. If anything, we would, if anything, we would, we would be giving up too much away just to dump them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, listen, if anything, if anything, I mean, Randall at the end of the day is still giving you 20 and 10. So I feel like we mm -hmm. still might get something for him if we decide to move him. And hopefully we go that, that route. And even as bad as he played this year, it, I think his value is higher than it was before we got Obi here. <laughs> so if you look at it that way. We still, you know, it still might not be that bad. It's, you, well, he's, and he's still make young. something out of this. He's twenty-seven. He's only tw he's twenty-seven. So you right. could, now's a good time to move him if you're going to do it. I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's <clears throat> it's no offense you know, to anyone, and strictly basketball. I, uh, apparently, that is a, still people get offended by just talking basketball. Want to make it more than that, but whatever. That's all on my deaf ears. You know, the ball freezes around with Randall. So that just tells me if I want to win games, I can't have him playing, be a playmaker. Right. Even then, so you have to be very wary about, yo, is he going to execute the play? Is he going to make that shot? You want to put him in the, in the best position as possible. But oftentimes, because it's, a, it's getting to that, he has to do overachieve. And that's, not, that's making you less of a, a two option now to a three option mm -hmm. because you're trying to do way too much. Agreed. Like, come on. Agree. I agree. You know, <clears throat> definitely agree, man. Definitely agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that all? Anything else to add? <clears throat> oh, and a last commentary. Uh, last comment about Tibbs, dude. I want you get one more season with him. I don't mind that, but you really have to consider. I mean, this is what people are now saying. It's like if you keep around Julius. You know, you really have to rein in Tibbs. You know. Yeah, if you're, you, it's really difficult because you, you're keeping both, and it actually comes down to this. you keep Tibbs, got to move Randall, yep. especially if you're looking for so a movie a movie space for more younger players forward. You know that's the agenda right there. With Tibbs, you got to play with the youth. We're moving that clear direction, and we're going to have to trade away some of your vets. You know, all right. Uh, of course, he's going to react like saying, "Oh, we're selling uh, we're selling the cow for magic beans." No, ain't going to be like that. But if Tibbs if Tim's gone by then and we're stuck with Randall, then the new coach has to be, be like, say, hey, got a clean slate, but careful with that kid right over there. Careful with that cat, all right? Right. You know, try yeah. to work with that, you know, and he will be willing to do so. But Randall, you know, already habituated that it comes to his eye in his head that, no, nah, I'm the dude. Or the second option, he's still trying to insert himself in, which is not going to be the case. It's like, who? You know, yeah, yeah. I'd rather deal with I'd rather deal with Tibbs because I know what we're going to do and what we can do. You know, what he does, what we can do, is we can work a way around that. But Randall, <laughs> that's going to be a dicey situation. Got you, got you. Understood, man. I'm um, solid points. Thank you, gentlemen. Points. Thank you, Espen. Thank you for calling. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, he he says he'd rather just deal with Tibbs and get rid of Randall. And I kind of given that argument before. 
where it's like, all right, if we're going to keep Tibbs, we kind of got to take away his crutches and Alec Burks and Julius yeah. Randall, yeah. and like yeah. that way you, you you justify. You know, Cam is going to get minutes. You know, Deuce Deuce and Deuce is getting minutes. You know, like the yeah, guys. Yeah, they become they become his yeah. guys at that point. They become his guys, right? So exactly. you get rid of yeah. you know he's vets and now the guys that he's he's been with the guys that he trusts all the time. So now you got the young kids become his guys. God forbid we should get another rookie. He would never play. You know, if you go get exactly, you know, but um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Because um, I just want to throw this in right quick because as much, um, as much criticism as we give this, we do have to give Dibs credit for this because when young guys are in the game, I think they, I think the young guys, the young guys play the way Dibs would love the Knicks to play. And, you know, from, like, his vision <laughs> standpoint, you know, flying around on defense, moving the ball around on offense, you know, hitting the guy with the footy arm, open shot, and things of that nature. So I think at the, so I think in Dibs' mind, he loves the way the young guys play. Like, that's the type of basketball he wants his team to play. So, like you said, if I have to choose between – keeping Julius Randle here or keeping Dibs here, I would rather keep Dibs here because at least Dibs has shown me that if he has the young guys at his disposal and he plays them, they at least play a brand of basketball that I would like to see or or, or what I think is a winning style of basketball yeah. as opposed to, you know, Dibs, you know, being fighting and Julius Randle still here, then you don't know what the next coach is going to do with Julius Randle still here. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, the thing about Tibbs is, man, he's, 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 he's not really that imaginative of offense. But and you know he he works hard. The thing you know about Tibbs is he's going to work hard, and he's going. He's a guy who's meticulous. So you know that the foundation of any young guy is going to be solid. Like he's they're going to set screens the right way. They're going to have that drilled into them. They're going to have defenses rotations drilled into them. So you know as far as a teacher, at least in that first stage of learning, especially for young guys in the NBA, he's going to do well with young guys. He just has to play the guys. Right. right. <laughs> you know I mean, not only that, mm. Leon and them has got to be real and straight with him. Like, we're going to go in another direction. We're going to, you know, we're going to focus on RJ as a franchise, and we're going to focus on Obi, you know, at the four, and we'll go from there. And and, and that's that. That's how you got to approach it. We want to focus on certain players. You know, we drafted them. We want to move these guys forward. And it's time to move out some of these vets, and let's move let's move forward with that. If you, I think if they're straight with him, I think if Leon and them come. You know, and don't play with him and say, "Well, we're going to work with." You. No, no, this is what we're doing. Work with that, and I think he'd do it. And and to me, at that point, he'll be the perfect coach for these kids because he whipped them, man. Like you said, there'll be standards that they'd have to meet, you know. Right. And and he would make sure they did it. Yeah, he's got to take away those crutches, man. Uh, you know, salute to you. Thanks for calling in and for all or the first time corners. If this is your first time logging, watching this show, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. We're here after every game, and um. So yeah, so definitely check us out. There's only a few games left, but um, rock with us, rock out with us for the next few games, man. And call in, don't be afraid to call in. You know, shout you out and and um, you know, big you up as well. All right, next caller up, we got my man Mike from Michigan. Shout out to my guy Mike. Gentlemen, salute, salute. Can salute. you hear me? Yeah, yes, man. Sir. Yes, sir. Okay, yeah, it's good to be on with the with the full cast today. Salute, gentlemen. Yeah, Once man, again. I love when we all they on. It's different energy when we all on. Ryan G, <laughs> Uncle Raw, finally caught hey. you on again. Uncle Raw, appreciate Always appreciate you, man. The blessing to be a Knicks fan. Thanks to you, man. <laughs> oh, man. In more ways than one. Okay, so, all right. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, to touch on what the 
what the previous caller was saying, man, I, I enjoyed his call, man. We're going to stay away from the free base and all of that, like you said. You know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to piggyback on that. But, you know, I had a couple of punchlines I could have inserted, but, you know. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, no problem. I don't, I, don't want, I don't want you to have no Twitter beef either, man. I, I heard about <laughs> thank, what was going thanks, on with my guy, CP, so, so yeah. Uh, I didn't get to see the game today. I had to follow the box score. You know what I'm saying? And I was, you know, I was following the box score and whatnot. And again, I'm at this point of the season where I think we talked about this before. Pistons was pretty. Pistons was coming on lately. Yeah. So if they would have lost to the yeah. Pistons, I would have been surprised. And again, as long as our young guys would have got a chance to play, I wouldn't really been that mad. But I'm looking at the box score now, and I say we back up to the status quo where mm-hmm. my man Randall got his 30 minutes, 30 plus minutes. He, he can't go below 30 minutes. No, I can't. can't. That's Tibbs not happening. Yeah. play him below thirty minutes, man. <laughs> I don't know. I think some Tibbs might fall out or something if he if he ever played Randall and looked down and saw he only had yeah less than thirty minutes, man. But he had thirty two minutes. Yeah. And he was uh seven for eighteen, you know, from the floor. RJ was seven for eighteen, and and I'm doing my I'm doing my intern for you right now, Ryan G. I'm doing my intern. Thing. Okay, okay, okay. Right, right, right. Right. The facts. Let's go. You know, doing my intern thing. So. <laughs> But but check this out. So, my man Randall was seven for eighteen in thirty-two minutes, which means Obi had eighteen minutes. Obi's four for six. So, you know, we, if we do a little basic math here, you know, and we multiply his shot attempts by three, which gets him up to eighteen shots, looking like my man Obi was on pace to go twelve for twelve for eighteen from the field. So that efficiency is uh, kind of what I was getting at. Yeah, you know I'm saying like I got at before. You know, he he he's not he's not comfortable, you know, creating a shot the way Randall is at this point, you know, because he obviously hasn't lost as many NBA minutes, but he's efficient. And, and the efficiency and the way that the, the ball moves while Obi's in the game is, is all I care about and is all I want to keep harping on. You know, I don't want to be the dead horse, but you know, I, I have to throw it out there. I have I to throw that out there, man. I got yeah. you. So, all good points, that. man. All good points. On point, 100%. Appreciate it. Alright, so Run off a couple more, and then I'm going to uh, hit my punchline and go. So, uh, Sims, two points, eight rebounds in 18 minutes. And, and Mitch is my guy. Money Mitch is my guy. I want Mitch to get paid, but, you know, I'm not I'm not going to be heartbroken if we if we lose Mitch, you know, as long as we got Sims in the wings getting his minutes the way he has been lately. Because Mitch was, uh, had four points and nine rebounds in 29 minutes. So, did you, did you he had two more though, points. Bro. You missed one stat. One Second. stat. You missed one important stat. Yep, I already know what he's going to say. Hit me. Yeah. One important one. That was right, big go. time if you saw it again. Big time. Mm-hmm. I already one know what you're going to say, bro. I'm okay. say it. I, I didn't say it, Uncle Rod. Hit me. Five blocks. Oh! Mitch had five, okay. and they was big time blocks in the mm-hmm. fourth quarter. Yeah, especially in the fourth quarter. Big time blocks. That That's the big stat right there. Yeah. As I was saying, I, I want Mitch to get his money. Mitch definitely are, deserves his back. But uh, if he don't get it, as far as the production goes, now now as far as changing those shots and the intangibles, shot changing, things like that, things that don't, because, you know, blocks register on a stat sheet. But, but the shots that he actually changed, if he had five blocks, and I'm pretty sure he, he, he discouraged some guys from going to the hole probably, you know, five or six other times mm-hmm. just based on what he was doing along. Right. And so that that part that part is what we're gonna miss if we lose Mitch. And offensive rebound because the offense is 
Listen, yeah, he yeah. like when we sucked, we sucked in the first quarter. We sucked in the the second quarter in the Miami game. The offensive rebounding kept us in the game. That was Mitch, and that yep. was Jericho too. Jericho had well, Jericho had one today, but I feel like no, but Miami he's usually had. been giving us a good, you know, good offensive rebound. Right. He just didn't do it today, but Mitch Rob has been no, he's top three in the league in offensive rebounds. Yeah, so, he's top two, you know, yeah. I believe. Jericho okay, gives you the defensive yeah. rebounds. Yep, Mitch Mitch gives you the offensive. In That's general. big time. You win basketball games with offensive rebounds, man. Yeah. Well, you, you absolutely, absolutely. Depending on and uh and I think uh I think rebounding is all about is all about heart and effort. You know what I mean? A lot of times rebounds is about effort. So that you know Mitch is giving you that effort, albeit in the contract year now. So yeah, Mitch, yeah. Mitch has always been solid on the board. That's right. I will you're say right. that. Just just one. Just just throw that caveat out there. Yeah, you're right. It's in the contract right. year. <laughs> everybody so, plays everybody's superstar in the contract year. That's, a fact. that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so so just uh last couple of things to touch on uh you know the whole and to get back to the original like the tanking versus winning at this point in the year cuz at this point in the year our wins are just you know our our wins I, I like winning just to see us win as a fan. Right. Um the tanking thing like uh you know I Taking ain't never really worked out for us, right? And so I've, you know, and, and the whole thing is with with Tibbs. You already touched on this. So I was gonna hit this, but you already touched on this, Uncle Ross. It, it don't even matter. Even if we got the number one pick, I don't know how much you would play on the Tibbs. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. It, it don't even matter. Like okay. it wouldn't even matter. And so at that point, we'd have another another season where we'd be frustrated with a guy that that had potential, that you know was behind a, a veteran. That wasn't no part, you know, no part of the team's long term future that's gonna log thirty plus minutes. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So I mean that's just I mean, unfortunately that's just the way Tibbs is. And okay, and, and to hit on what you were saying, uh not Ryan G, to hit on what you were saying, JLS as far as like taking basically taking the crutches from Tibbs, we're gonna have to get rid of some of those veterans and take, you know, twenty five or take seventy five cents on the dollar. Mm-hmm. As, as the front mm-hmm. office, just to free up playing time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's what we're gonna have to do. Mm-hmm. Hold on, hold on. Stay with okay, me. Okay, 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 okay. Stay with me. <laughs> we can't get like like I, I wouldn't because it benefits us. To would you would you agree with me if I say we get rid of Randall and we get rid of Burks? Say me. yeah, Burks. I, I keep Fournier. I keep Fournier and bring him off the bench, and we take seventy five cents on the dollar as opposed to trying to get maximum value and saying, okay, since we couldn't get maximum value, we had to keep them, especially Randall. Let, let me set Burks aside. Let's just say Randall. Let's oh. say going into the next season. The dollars got to match. You, so you got to get the dollars to match. You can't, you can't take a discount on the trade. So you got to get the dollars to match. Can I get 99 yeah. cents? Can I get 95 cents? Can I get 95 cents? What I'm saying is 75 cents on the dollar. I know what you mean. I don't mean as far as the contract. I know what you mean. You're talking about talent. I, mean, as far I know what you mean. I know uh, right, I right. Know oh, I, I, I send them away as for as expiring. Time, Give me expiring contracts. I'll send them for that. Give me expiring contracts. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> some exactly. New York heads, exactly. They want. They, they want. We they want to get rid of him for a quarter water, but. <laughs> <laughs> I get rid of him oh, for man. New York condition, man. Shoot. But I, I want to get. I want to get something back. I want to get some draft compensation that we can package later for something. I, I, I want to do something. But I, yeah, I understand yeah, I what you're saying. That. Give me expiring deals and draft compensation. You can have it. That's what I'm saying. I'll do that. Yeah. Right. So here's the thing. I don't think that we're gonna get very good draft compensation back for him. 
the expiring contract plus reasonable draft compensation is, is good for me. And okay. the reason why I say that is because they, the, whatever team we get rid of Randall to, they know that they're doing us a favor by freeing up. You know what I'm saying? They're freeing up a spot. They're freeing up playing time. They're freeing up our rotation as far as getting Obi more minutes and then they're helping us kind of transition to get those younger guys on the floor in more minutes. It depends and on the team. that's why I'd rather get rid of Randall. Like, I, I think I feel, I feel like it depends on the team too. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think it necessarily – I feel like if a team is trading for Randall and that contract, uh-huh. I don't think they're doing it to get to for as a favor. Like I, I feel like they're doing it because – they might be doing it because they're like a smaller market team who might not mm-hmm. really attract guys like that. And they might try to bet uh-huh. on the fact that Randall is in a big market and that's why he's imploding and he might do better in a smaller market. So I don't think they'll look at it per se, like New York fans look at it because we, because mm-hmm. you know, despise them. They might look at it as a guy who's still on a down year scoring 20, 10 and five. And we can, he can do something as a, you know, a, a foundation piece if he's away from the big market and all the distractions. Like, I, I, so I, I, that's how I feel. Like, especially considering the years he has left on his contract. Like, unless it's an expiring contract, then they'll be like, oh, we're doing you a favor type of situation. But if we, if someone's trading for him in this summer, I think it's because they want to take a chance on him because they feel like there's something to still be there. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. All no right. doubt. No doubt. I, I can see that. Yeah. Okay, so this which brings me which brings me perfectly, segue perfectly to my trade proposal. Let's <laughs> get Randall on the San Antonio Spurs. They do not have a power forward. I was looking at their uh I was looking at their salary, they don't, right? They don't last night. What's they the do guy not have a viable KJ, power forward. Who's that guy that's that power forward? He's the guy from uh from uh, He's from Kentucky. Keldon. Keldon Johnson. That's the power forward, right? I already know what you're going to say, it, and I yeah, doubt they do on. that. I, I, but I already know what you're going to say, sir. But we'll, we'll see. It, it, right, I, right, I, I, right. I, okay. <laughs> so I'm looking at my guy. I'm looking at my guy at point. I already I'm knew. Like, okay. I already knew he was going. Salary is They're not, they not going to do John T. Murray for him. Okay. Stay with me. Hold on. Stay with me. Stay with me, Uncle Raw. So right. his salary is 15. I think Randall is at like 29. If I'm not mistaken, or 24. Th- yes, 24. Um, we so we take on that point. We we get the point guard. Obviously, we need the point guard. We throw in some draft compensation. You know what I'm saying? We, we can give them our first round pick, and we can give them uh, Dallas first round pick because we're not going to use our first round picks anyway. As far as impact, our first round picks are not going to make an impact on this team with Tibbs as coach. You know what I'm saying? For for pretty much the entire time he's coach. So you got two first round picks that you can sell you know, your, your owner to or, or your fan base to, hey, I got Randall, I got two first-round picks, and here's the part where y'all might, y'all might uh, you know, depart from me on. And, and, and we got IQ because that's going to make the salaries match. And we, we, we're getting back Murray, and we're getting back uh, – I was about to say Zerbiak. He's been going. What's the other shooter that reminds me of Zerbiak? Uh, McDermott. We get Nick Buckets back, who's Nick pretty Buckets. much uh, nothing. <laughs> does nothing for us but match the salaries. He does yeah. nothing for us to make those salaries match. Randall does have you know a fifteen percent trade kicker. I forgot about that. He got a trade kicker too. Oh yeah, he does have a trade. kicker. Okay, yeah. so we might not even. Yeah. We, we, yeah. I, so you talking yeah, about thirty well, million? You talking about thirty million with him? You talking about thirty million? I mean, mm-hmm. how much money is McDermott making? Uh, McDermott was making like fourteen. Uh, right, so, so and Murray was making. Did John say Murray was making second? You said fifteen for Murray. Yeah, he's making right? fifteen. Yeah, so, so that's twenty nine. Fourteen. 
Yeah, that threw us up to twenty nine. Okay, so that match um, is Randall. Um, oh man, I'll throw it in. I'll try to give him burst. Yeah. Expiring contract, buddy. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure for you, but we need more money. But I'm saying, um, I don't think if I'm San Antonio now, seriously, I wouldn't do that. If I was San Antonio, I'm keep, you can't give me uh-huh. a huge man for Dejounte Murray. Me neither. I'm not. I think. I'm not doing I think. That I, I think. I think for the Spurs to even consider it, the first round picks, it got to be at least four to five first round picks for them to yeah. even consider. And, and, and I'm talking about Murray. unprotected picks. Like you give me your Dallas, you give me your this year's pick wherever it is, and, you know, something else, and then you give me Randall, and you give me, you know, I need a lot for DeJounte Murray. I, I'm not I'm not giving him up for just Randall and some picks. I don't know. I, I would See, I try to think of it, if I'm San Antonio's GM, why would I do that? Why would I do that? Yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't do that. You, you do it because of this. You're getting back a viable score at power four, so you're getting production at the power four spot. You're losing production at the point guard spot, but you're getting potential and IQ as a combo guard that's proven that can that can can go off for twenty points in the quarter as we just seen versus Miami. So you're getting that back and you're getting you know, in my proposal you're only getting two first round picks, but you say it'd probably take four to get you in, you know, get you in and out the door. I'm I'm thinking yeah. two is reasonable, man. Yeah, so, I don't know if it takes but four that, but at least three. I would say three. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, three sounds like yeah. Yeah, three sounds like we, they traded you know, we Anthony both, Davis you know, we both three. one. Yeah, Anthony Davis went for three, I think. So, I mean, I can see it, but I'm just wondering, okay, it's like saying this. Would you trade a star defensive tackle for a star quarterback? Yeah, like that, that quarterback yeah, the position quarterback is way too important. It's yeah. very important. So, you're going to take – you want my quarterback and you give me a defensive tackle? No, nah, I need a lot more than that. I need I need all I, your first-round picks. I, need yeah. all I feel like the only time – I feel like a deal like that would happen if – they were like, you know what? Um, he's about to leave, and we don't want to lose yeah. him for nothing. Right, right. Like, I feel like it. in that situation, that would work. But I, if, and, if, and he's like on a rookie deal, so like it, it's, it's it's like it's, it's just too much working against us. Yeah, I don't think that gets done. That's why a lot of people want Dejounte Murray, but I can't see it getting done realistically unless, like you said, Murray decides I don't want to be in San Antonio no more. Right. Yeah, right. So I, I don't see I don't yeah, see well, it happening. I get the well, idea though. I get the idea. You want to flip? You want to get him? You want to consolidate and get a get a, a a more talent at the point guard spot? I see where you're going. No, I mean it makes sense. The uh, yeah. numbers could work, but I just don't think realistically. If I'm San Antonio, I'm going to do that. The numbers get it doesn't mean anything to me. I'm not losing Dejounte Murray for a power forward. Yeah, I need. I, I you know. Yeah. Man, I, Unless I had, like, they got that kid from Alabama, Primo, that they're grooming, but he's still a few years away. And yeah. IQ is not enough for me to, you know, to give up Jonathan Murray. Yeah. So I, exactly. I Murray's, think, like a, Murray's a basically a triple-double threat every night. You know, IQ, a, he's the guy you build a franchise around. Yeah. Exactly. IQ will give you, like, 20 points, like, every other game. But right. IQ's, IQ's not no triple-double threat. That's and I don't, you think know Pop, I, mean? I don't think Pop's going to give him the rope his grandfather gave. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> <laughs> Pop yeah, yeah, throw up a man. couple yeah. of air balls. His behind be sitting next to Pop. Facts. That's a fact. Yeah. yeah. No question. No question. Yeah. But I like the idea, though. I like from, the way you thinking, though. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. From a mental headspace, I, I I'm gonna let you guys keep it moving. I'm just gonna, uh, you know, come back with this. From from a mental head, from a mental headspace standpoint, as far as the player that you gave with Randall, if I'm not mistaken, he is from Texas, and he is, you know, he would be playing for Pop, so he'd already come in with the mindset that, okay, he's not under the bright lights of New York anymore. He's got that support of being back at home. 
if I'm not mistaken, him being from that area. You know what no, I mean? He's, he's Dallas, in the Spurs organization, which means he, he's, he's going to temper his attitude and, and, and his on-court demeanor anyway. Now, as far as the production standpoint, so just what you were saying, Uncle Raw, like, yeah, you are losing production at that point guard spot. You're losing, you know, a point guard that you could potentially build around, like you said, a triple-double threat. But when a man is right, when your man Jew is right in the right head space, I would argue that he's a triple-double threat from, from the fourth spot anyway. And then, again, you're getting another – you're getting that guard on that rookie contract and IQ to replace the guard that you're sending out on the rookie contract. No, no, uh, Jeff Murray's yeah. not a rookie deal. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah he's not a rookie deal. Hmm? He's not a rookie deal. Okay. Jack Murray's not yeah, a rookie uh, deal. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That was my fault. All right. Yeah. I figured you went on a rookie contract, but you know somebody that said rookie that contract. Was my fault. So I was just, that was you know, my fault. Yeah. Really. Yeah. 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 Jack Murray. Yeah. Because yeah. you you know what I I think I think this may have worked if this was last season. Maybe, Maybe. last season when Julius Randle was an All Star and. Right. Any 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 any, 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 Yo, it was yeah, yo, it's funny. The tanking conversation is a funny one too because I know they was talking about. Yo, remember in December, people will talk about, oh, let's tank, let's tank, let's tank. December, you remember guys who's having this conversation about even if we put Grimes and uh, McBride in some sometime in the starting lineup or quickly or whatever that we feel like it wasn't even going to be a tank because no, the defense was going yeah. to be a lot better. They'd have been better. They'd have won more games. So like, like, and not to say the offense would have been there mm-hmm. all the time, but defensively, our rating would have been a whole lot better. So it, it was possible that that move wouldn't even be a tank move. It would just uh, we would we'd win. It's possible we would win. It'd be more. an upgrade. It'd be an upgrade. Yeah, an upgrade. Yeah. And obviously, you've seen since then what's happened with Kemba Walker and his defense and and his liability and Evan Fournier and the. The stretch we went on, we couldn't win a game in like January, February. But I mean, obviously, right now is the way the kids are playing. That theory seems like it, it could have possibly been true back in December. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I think if if <laughs> there's another one now, if Zion really want to come to New York, if if that's in his heart to come to New York, then Randall's got to be gone. That's, oh yeah, that's got to be. Yeah. That's got to be the piece that you move. You're not going to bring on Zion Williamson and have Randall on the team. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Know, that's another one. That's a, that's a, and that's a situation where the guy's asking to be out. So that you know, that's what I'm saying. And if he doesn't sign an extension this summer, mm, that's going to be interesting. Is is he going to be yeah. healthy? I know he's doing windmill dunks, but <laughs> like, <laughs> like we got a lot, we got a lot of food in New York. Right? I think he'd be very <laughs> motivated to. Put down the Twinkies if he was coming to play with RJ. I think he would. And, and the so. thing is, and the thing is, if if Zion was to by some miracle to end up in New York next season, you might as well call the Knicks the New York Blue Devils because you're gonna have <laughs> exactly. Zion, RJ, and Cam Reddish here all, all in the same damn team. Yeah, <laughs> you might as well bring Coach time. K to the bench, man. Bring <laughs> so, Coach exactly. K. We, we, we might as well say, Coach K, we know you're gonna retire after this season, but you know what? We have your three guys here. Come, <laughs> come to the next bench. <laughs> 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 you got your Blue Devils. That's a fact. <laughs> Instant promotion right there. And don't though. let them draft Paolo. Oh, my God. Oh, oh man. man. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> oh my god look at that yeah yeah you're right about that <sighs> that storyline is gonna be interesting to follow over the summer man 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 all right um i think fritz fritz said you want to close it out fritz yeah that's a good way to do it hey what's up guys what's going on fritz? my man fritz, hey, man. Behind, the, behind the glass doing work mm-hmm. yes sir yeah <laughs> yeah for that for that last caller um I just, yeah san antonio already made their choice when they gave up David, um Derek white to the celtics and Basically, when they gave up Derek White, that just let you know that they, they got their guy at point guard for the long right. haul. So That's right. That's he, he ain't going nowhere. Good That's point. a good point. That's exactly um, right. So, I don't know. Basically, on our conversation about uh, Julius Julius Randle, I'm not sure why they haven't had that like long talk with him. Um, I'm not sure why Tibbs is scared of him. Tibbs is intimidated. Julius Randle has some tough coaches. Like, he's he had some real coaches. He he hasn't had soft coaches. And at this point, he's a vet. And um, if he's a real vet, you only have to tell him once. So I don't see what the what the big issue of them like giving him that that feedback. I just don't. Yeah, he's not a young player, but you have to keep telling him. You just tell him once. You tell him once. You well, but you, you know, know the, the Lakers gave up on. It. Yo, it was funny because Julius Randle yeah. wanted to be tough, co- Coach Tough. Like, he said he wanted to be held accountable. Like, that was on his wish list. If you remember him talking about the coach yeah. he wanted, he said, I, I want somebody who's going to hold me accountable. Like, he requested yeah. that. I feel like he yeah. – I think he knows he needs it. Yeah. 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 He's not getting it, though. He's not getting it. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why he get. It's a. Di- I don't know. It's a different approach. But, like, if you, if you told Julius Randle, hey – Going soft on defense, I think he'd pick it up for ten games. You might have to remind him in ten games, but like he he's shown when when something when someone like someone really gets gets to him, it he you get a reaction. So what are you saying? You that, got, you uh, you're saying for instance that like like Tibbs too tight on his nuts that to really help him out and give him yeah yeah I don't know why Tibbs, Tibbs may have his reasons, but like Tibbs ain't helping him. Yeah, you feel like we yeah, you, know, right. you feel like another coach would be better. And, and, oh, I, I think Tibbs is gone. Like, I, like I said last time, I think he's gone. Okay. I think once you have to, once you have coach to coach, he, he shouldn't be there anymore. Mm. You might be right. Like right. What, once you once you what, once you have to manipulate him, once you have to force him to do things, he's not the guy. He's not the guy. He's not. He's not on the same page. Yeah, I, I, that's the thing. I don't, man. I, I already told you. I don't think he's gone. I don't think he's gone at all. They're, they're boys. And like I said before, too, like the, the team is still fighting. Like we're on a winning streak now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's like he, he, it wasn't like but a physical situation playing, where the team is the lost. He's playing the game that he doesn't want to play. Hmm? Yeah. I, I think it's, it's playing the way he didn't want to. I think it's playing the way he doesn't want to play. In other words, we're it, winning in spite of him, not be. because of him. We're winning in spite yeah. of him. We know yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we know we we know that. We know we're winning in spite of him, but we all I also know I also see what happens when the team quits on him. Like I've seen yeah. I've seen like Fisdale well, just happened. happened. It happened in both it happened in Chicago. <laughs> oh yeah, we, we quit. They yeah. quit on yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like as much as we but, pissed at him, the team has not quit on, on Yeah, Thibodeau. they haven't. No, they haven't. Which, they haven't was, which is 
which is yeah. why I feel like I don't know if it's a, a foregone conclusion that he's going to be gone because the team hasn't quit. Yeah, you're right. They haven't. They haven't quit on him. Yeah. Yeah, and also with Reno, I see, and like I say, he wants to be, he still wants to be that, one, that number one guy. He still wants to be maybe him and RJ be, you know, 1A, 1B. But he has a real problem being part of the group. Like when when other te- when other players are doing well, I don't see him pull back. Let me just help. Let me just help. Let me just be part of the group. That's true. Like once somebody else does well, he was like, "Yo, oh, I gotta get scoring. I gotta get, I gotta get into it." Like if RJ has twenty in the first half, twenty five in the first half, first thing in the third quarter, what do you see? Him out the gate. I want to score. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, this is this is so, kind of, I mean I th- I think this is kind of why I like the this is kind of why um I, I'm giving Tibbs a little bit of credit today <laughs> the the last play of the game when RJ drove to the basket and then they swung the ball around to Alec Burks for a corner three I feel like that's something I don't think we've have seen all season like I haven't seen like a play where RJ is going through the hole there's ball movement. And Randall's giving up the ball to Alec Burks for the corner. Like, yeah, that doesn't yeah. happen. So yeah. I, I'm I don't know if that's a mm-hmm. if that's a uh, culture change or a, a realization. Yeah, but it's I game seventy five, so. right? I mean, yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, game seventy five. <laughs> I get it now. Ball movement. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe he met the wizard and got his brain. You know what I'm saying? Right. Ball movement instead of uh, Randall ISO in in the post because. Knowing that he's has the lowest ISO percentage in the in the league in the post this season, let's do it again. Like they actually changed it up, so I'll give him credit for that as well. Well, hopefully that's a, a change yeah. in the right direction. And doesn't mean I'm, I'm yeah. happy with also, this. That just that's just I just pointed something out today. You gotta be real careful with these. Yeah. I just <laughs> you're writing you're writing Tibbs. Yeah. Like no, I just acknowledge that he did something good, and this is the stuff he did right as well. All right. right. Go ahead, Fritz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I just have one prediction for next year. Um, I think it's going to be even clearer that RJ is the, our number one player. He is not 1A and, and, and Julius is 1B. I think this summer you're going to see RJ do contract, and then this summer RJ Barrett will be rocking a, a captain strike this, nice. this summer. And That'd I think nice. it's going to be very clear. That'd be nice. Man, yeah, I think I'll be shocked. We'll be a captain. I would be good if he. I think that's the right move too. I think they should do that. They should do that. I'm not saying it's not the right move. Yeah. I'm just saying, I just, man, yeah, I got. I just feel I like Andre's a natural leader, man. He's a natural leader, and that would be an upgrade by itself. Not, well, the, the Knicks have incentives to give him a contract this summer, and because since the All Star break, he has the All Star numbers, and if he goes into next year. And he hits all star, and he hits like thirteen NBA. His contract like potential, yeah, would yeah. be through the roof. Yeah, you're talking about so one eighty like, now million. before. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking two hundred. I think sign him now before he hits all star, and potentially gets thirteen more NBA. That's right. Yeah, right. I agree. Yeah. And then you could build. You could build some. You have what? some money to build some other players around him. Yeah, exactly. that's, that's the thing you want to – like, I always say you got to approach it with, like, hey, well, here's this, you know, hey, we can sign you for this number and give him – I feel like give him incentive, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I feel the, like the, I, that's the way the, the Knicks – the numbers work better. Yeah, yeah, like, I feel like that's the way the Knicks have been working. They'll be like, yo, here's your salary. Mm-hmm. And then they'll go, hey, 
you'll get a bonus if you make the all-star team you'll get a bonus so for rj i'll be like yo bonus if you get the all-star team bonus if you get like um your percentages up to like a you know better percentages and then but lock them in kind of earlier that's that's the way i feel like they should go yeah 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 but that's that's about it all right but um all right, cool. like, yeah it's it's great man. show guys hey great and job we're almost at right, 100 likes so everybody hit that like button absolutely man. man yes right. you heard the man hit that hit that like button follow Chris's advice you heard the man we almost had 100 likes let's get to 100 yeah, we got likes. five more likes there we go let's get it let's get it let's get it let's get it man 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 good show today fellas it was exciting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It most definitely was. A lot of jokes. A lot of jokes, <laughs> a lot of callers. <laughs> a lot of points. A lot of emotions. <laughs> we got trades. We're getting less from Knicks Nation, man. What else? What else did you want, guys? We had everything today, all right? <laughs> Next game, we we back at this tomorrow. Uh, 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 so after the game tomorrow, uh, I know I'll be here. I'm not sure what Roar and Ryan's ability to Available will be. Uh, I'll be here Monday. Uh, nah, I can't make it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. All right. Roar, Roar yeah. has to rest in the back to backs. You know it is. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. On, exactly on his Kemba right. Walker. I'm on my Kemba Walker thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only playing on one leg. What you want from me, man? Yes, you want. What you want. <laughs> <laughs> but Ryan G and I will be here uh, talking about the Knicks Chicago game, and hopefully we'll have more kids to talk about. And um. Yeah, and hopefully talk about um I don't know Knicks win Knicks. I just want to see the kids win or lose. I just want to see the kids. That's for all it is. You and me both, my brother. Yeah. Exactly. Back, we ain't gonna see much of them tomorrow though. Tell y'all from now, because in Tibbs' mind, the Knicks are still in contention for that playing spot. So we go still see a lot of Rand and a lot of Burke. <laughs> yeah, he might it's be not right. Just that, though. We'll see a lot of them, but then the kids will bring us back, and he'll sub them out for these same fools that'll lose the game for us. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You already know. You already know the movie. But salute to you guys. And shout out to y'all guys. We hit 100 likes. So shout out to you guys, man. 100 likes. We got some super chats. Thank you guys for the support, man. For real. Good job. Good job. All right. Let's 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 get it. Let's go. All right. Raw. Let them know where they can find you, sir. Raw Hebrew Remnant on YouTube. Raw Hebrew Remnant on Twitter. And that's it. That's it. That is it. Get that Patreon. The money goes to a good cause. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. I do. Yeah, I put the Patreon in there too. Raw Hebrew up on Patreon. Yeah, that money goes to the Philippines. Yeah. Right. I got you, Raw. I'm looking out for you, son. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. The All creator right. artist called CT. Oh, no, called JL. I said CT. Oh, <laughs> oh damn. Freudian <laughs> slip. <laughs> Ryan G, let her know where you can find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. Yes, yes, got the echo. It's S I R G is C H I L L I N. You can also find me at Sir G's Corner, where I post videos on the Knicks and sports. It's on a hiatus right now because I got busy life going on right now. But that'll be back up and running soon enough. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. All right, all right, all right. Okay, you already know, man. You can find us. Get your, get your, get your KOT merch, blue and white, black and white. Uh, snapbacks at nicktimeshow.com. Follow us on all social media at the KOT Show on Twitter, the Naked Time Show on Instagram, and Nick Time Show on Facebook. 
also listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. So definitely do that. I already know my man Fritz is putting the links in the chat. The links are also in the description as well. All right. That is our show. Great job, guys. I love having all y'all together. It's always, always fun. It's always fun. It's always fun. The energy is always different. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and as always, shut out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here on these YouTube Nick streets. All right. That is our show. We are out of here. Peace. Uh, peace. Yeah.